0: Good afternoon, and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, hosted today by myself, Steve, Ed P., Ed M., Mike, Daniel, all the way from the UK, and Tiana, who's been with us before from way down there in North Carolina. Great to see everybody today.
1: Hey, guys. Hey how you doing?
2: Hello. Are you, doing? are
0: you going by just T today, or we can use the whole name, Tiana.
2: T is easy and short, to the point.
0: (laughs) I guess we're going to go to Dan and I'll be Steve. (laughs) Um, Since we have our foreign correspondent, let's first talk about this Nord Stream thing. I don't know if you guys had a chance to look over the articles I put up um, a couple hours ago. It's Seymour Hersh on one side and this guy Lee Smith on the other. Did the Americans or didn't they blow up Nord Stream? So I'm curious, what's the European thoughts on this, Daniel?
3: Um, well, I, I don't know what the European thought is generally. Uh, I would have thought that the the Germans in particular would be uh, extremely annoyed by this um, as it's a direct damage to their economy. Um, I mean, for me personally, the, the Hirsch viewpoint Yes, it's um, unsubstantiated in the sense that he seems to have one primary source, but he references other material and evidence in his account. Uh, and I think the the, the kind of responding uh, idea that he's just a um, tinfoil hat-bearing conspiracy theorist is, is the usual kind of lazy dismissal we've seen about lots of things that have turned out to be true. Um, you know, if, if you look at look at it just on a logical who benefits um, standard, then the U.S. did benefit from this. Um, you know, the, the the Germans are forced to rely on U.S. oil um, gas when they can't get um, Russian supplies. Um, there's there's no real benefit to the Russians to have blown it up. Um and there's there's no indication that it was anything other than sabotage as far as I can see. I have so, a vague
0: memory of Seymour Hirsch being caught up in tinfoil stuff in the past. anybody remember that? Yeah, well he, a he's not batting a
4: hundred percent a thousand, if that's what you mean. He he is uh he has gotten a few things wrong. Uh he's broken some really huge. Um, but uh it's not like he's never gotten anything wrong.
0: And how big a deal, you know, if it ever came out, whatever that means that we did this, why isn't anybody making a bigger deal out of it? Like you say, why isn't Germany and some people saying it's impeachable. I have no
1: clue if it is or it isn't. Oh, it's an, it's but, an act of war. Well, anything's <laughs> impeachable.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And impeachable. But an act of war. I mean, we have lots of wars going on. What's wrong I with know. an act of war? So, besides
5: the United States stood to gain from blowing it up, everybody else stood to lose,
0: yeah. I mean, i I was
4: uh, talking to my friend who thought who's who used to be in the Navy and who thinks that it absolutely positively could not have been the Americans uh, to do it because we don't uh, we don't do those things, And I certainly respect his opinion. but i I come back with Agatha Christie, right? who has the means, motive, and opportunity. And I think if you, uh, you know, if you look at that way, there's, there's, there's only one person who can be guilty of the murder.
6: Oh, wow. I
4: mean, would not I a Kirk Kiel Proke to come up with the answer to this. If, yeah, if, the,
3: the, the other kind of, um, you know, the idea that the, the Russians blew up their own pipeline is, is just absurd to me. I think that's highly unlikely. And, and, um, you know, potential other sources of doing it, like the Ukrainians, don't have the capacity. So there's only a very few nations that would have had the capacity to do this. Um, The US being one of them, the UK being another. Um, But there's not very many that would have the capacity and you probably have to have um, more than one NATO or Western nation involved to to pull it off.
1: Well, I highly doubt that anybody's gonna do that without our knowledge. So even if we didn't do it directly, it's like uh, in, in, in The Godfather, uh, there's a buffer you know there's a buffer we didn't get the order directly from the boss but we got the wink and the and the nod and we we knew what to do <laughs> so
0: i guess my, my yeah. question is why isn't the world screaming why isn't russia screaming why is this sort of on a back burner like
4: i don't understand the question i mean have you met our media I, I don't I that, You're right about
0: our media. No, I'm not questioning our media at all. I'm questioning international media. I mean, if Russia had a solid reason to say we committed an act of war against them, you'd expect more noise. You expect maybe UN Security Council, mm-hmm. something. You just it doesn't seem to be a big issue that this major, major thing was blown right.
1: up. Right. You would think there would be some retaliation. Something.
0: From at who? least noise I
1: mean, about it. Everybody's sort of like. Oh. OK,
0: yeah. we don't care. We don't know who did it. And let's move on. To me, that's weird that neither yeah. side is
5: what do you a... expect them to do? Impose sanctions on us?
0: I am at least come out publicly and us yeah. of doing it. Isn't there a tremendous PR right. thing to be won? Even like I say, even right. in the Security Council, they get out of the doghouse. This is a pretty heinous act. Why would You're, you piss
5: off the Biden administration?
0: Well, I don't know why. Why not? I mean, other game? than the
4: week, other than the actual, um, you know, admissions to the, by, by the Biden people that this is a wonderful thing, um, and the fact that two of them went on TV said they're going to do it. Yeah, but. I mean, other than that, I don't think the Russians have any evidence because I don't think they do anything in the Baltic that isn't like monitored twenty four seven by uh, you know NATO. So I, you know, I, if. They, we able to like get some evidence. I mean, the other thing is like obviously, you know explosives have tag and tag specific chemicals uh, added to them that tell you you know who who made the chemicals and who um you know when they were manufactured. I mean that's the, that's the point so that if you you know if you if you somebody does blow it up, they can they can trace the explosive back to where. You know, it was made. These types of explosives. This is reinforced steel thing. This would be a high quality military explosive. So, um, I you know the Russians do this too, and uh, you know, could could the United States have stolen Russian um, explosives to do it? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, could you know. Could the Russians have stolen American explosives? And did? I mean, maybe they controlled half of Ukraine for a while. So, I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things. It's like the Swedes came in and they did a analysis and then they said, well, we can't decide anything. And that was the end to, of it. And so I just I, want to get back to it presented Stephen. no evidence whatsoever. Stephen, again, you know,
5: what do you expect anyone else to do? I mean, you know, throw a tantrum for no reason. I mean. Which of these countries is is concerned about truth in the first place?
6: A country,
0: They're all propaganda like we are. Tomb was committed an act of war, um, a blatant, overt act of war for the first time in God knows how many years. I just expect it to be a big deal. Otherwise, I mean, it's sort of like us rolling over when they send balloons over. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's if, also, if somebody um, comes out and accuses the
5: United States, what's the Biden administration going to do? They're going to say you're an agent of Putin. You're on Putin's side. Who, who wants that heat?
0: I don't know. I would sort of expect, at the very least, Putin to come out publicly and say, we have reason to believe this, even from your people, and go to the world, you know, declaration of independence-wise, and say, guess what? America's a not what they say they are, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a propaganda industry.
5: Maybe, maybe Putin's not the warmonger that everybody is accusing him of, and maybe he really doesn't want war
3: with the United States.
0: I don't think it would make war with the United States. I just think it makes makes russia look I, I think better. um
3: as far as i'm aware putin has made a couple of comments basically saying that the russians believe it was the americans
0: but that but there's Who no did it but that's it and then we roll over and that's that's what i don't understand about it i just would expect there to be a lot more noise i mean if russia well, i think that's, I think that's probably say,
3: walking away from a rigged table because uh you know the russians probably know by now that Uh, their complaints about things aren't going to register much with Western powers. Right.
2: I don't know. Who's to say that they won't say anything. Maybe he's holding it in the pocket for something else. I don't know. But after reviewing everything that I've seen about it, there's only one culprit that I can see. Only one person that stands to gain from this. And it's Biden. But I don't think Putin is going to be sitting here making public press statements for it. Maybe not yet. I don't. I think this is just the beginning of something bigger coming.
0: Okay, you think they're leaving it simmering just in case? It's on the
2: stove. It's on the stove. They're watching it. Remember,
4: Putin had, I mean, despite, all, I mean, I, I think I, I read a lot of right-wing propaganda. That, oh, the Russians have got, you know, 500,000 ready to redo the, you know, uh, you know, uh, some a winter offensive, and it's going to be bad. And they're all going to, you know, all the, Ur- the Ukrainians are going to die. And I was like, yeah, they might have the manpower, but they have any weapons because their entire army has been destroyed. They're using 1950s tanks now because essentially all their modern tanks are. And, you know, as far as the artillery pieces, they've lost a lot of them too. So, I, you know, I, I think if you look on the on the um, in the right wing media, they're like, you know, uh Putin's in the driver's seat, Putin's gonna win, Putin, Putin, Putin. And, and like they don't get the um the logistic issues that Russia has and the um, you know, all of their military trucks are destroyed. And they're using, you know, civilian trucks now, which have, you know, issues and, and you know, that's they're still rail heavy, so they can't advance much beyond the railheads. Uh, it's it's a, you know it's I, I don't i think the biggest um thing lately is that we found out that uh, from Benny Johnson that um that a peace deal was made relatively early on and biden and the west interfered with it uh, johnson is it right benny jo- the prime minister of israel well, benny right? Charlie, netanyahu Charlie benny. No, Nafthali no, Bennett. Nafthali Bennett, yeah, like Bennett. Bennett, Bennett, Bennett. Yeah, Johnson.
5: I saw. I saw that he actually he recanted some of that. That he that he misunderstood. That the
4: translation was not accurate.
0: First of all, I don't yeah. know if Bennett said it. Yeah, I because
4: he it. found a horse head in his bed, Edward. He found. <laughs> I mean, come on.
0: Godfather There is today. nothing was... Naftali Bennett could say that anybody should believe. <laughs> so if he said it, that's worthless. Okay, he hasn't said right. the word of truth in years he's probably the least trustworthy person in Israel, if not in Israeli history, after what he did. But is there any other reason to believe that that's true? It's not the first report of that. That's what I'm saying, Um, or the other reports. And also, was there no environmental um, disaster from this blowing up? That was no big deal either?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, if the Biden administration did it, they put their green new deal agenda and all that to the So side. where is
0: AOC? I mean I just think there's right. no the, even like WEF is anybody making noise it's like nobody cared.
1: Yeah. Right? One of the biggest environmental disasters in recent memory, right? I thought it was a yeah. deal. All right, so let's move off of uh
0: Well, you can always tell
6: you can always tell if something is um independent of the narrative because the news media actually attempts to do their job. Like what did happen?
4: You know, what, what, what did go on? Let's dig into this and put it on the news, the local news, not national news, but local, we'll put it on the local news and, and find out. And then uh, you can tell thing when things are counter to the narrative, they just go away instantly. But really like nobody talks about them at all. You just can't find anything about it. And of course, if they go, or is the narrative then you know they get pounded upon by every news organization for months I mean Emmett Till it's what 75 years after Emmett Till was um was killed and he he routinely shows up on the front page of the New York Times um because I have to go with the narrative right but I mean there's all these other murders
0: that have been showing up that no, got to talk about that later. What do you guys, what do you guys want to hit first? Ohio or the balloons?
3: Can I, can I just make one other point about the, the um, Seymour Hersh thing? It's it's quite funny as well. When you immediately see the, the rewriting that goes on like uh, um, his Wikipedia entry was changed to include the, the the description conspiracy theorist on the second line really you know it happens instantly
4: yeah it's it's funny if only orwell knew about wikipedia he
0: would be so happy (laughs) well why don't we rewrite it bring it up to date
6: yeah
0: okay which is that which is the next flowing story ohio or balloons I don't think there's much
4: to talk about on the balloons. Ohio is the big story. Okay, that's no, not being covered.
0: No, talk about Ohio. I mean, I believe that's an environmental disaster. I mm-hmm. think Mayor Pete has it totally under
2: control. Um, okay, <laughs> T, T, what do you say about Ohio? They are trying to kill us off. Call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't know where my tin hat is. They're trying to kill us. I mean, people's animals are dropping dead. Chickens are, are dying in the coop. Fish are washing up. On the seashores and and whatnot, but the water's fine, air's perfectly okay. You know, it's just something isn't making sense. I was watching a, a article or a special on it today, and they said that they knew for forty five minutes that something was going on with this train prior to it derailing. Nothing went off. Nothing. No one knew to do anything, and they're carrying toxic chemicals something just doesn't seem right i think they're at war they're trying to kill us off
5: who's they i think that's what unites that's what unites those two stories that steven mentioned the balloons and the and, and the environmental disasters they're trying to kill us
2: who's they, they? they are that's- the government the biden
5: administration
2: The government, our government, I mean, they're trying from every which angle. I know we're talking about Ohio, but I mean, from the food supplies, chicken feed to our infrastructures, power grids going down. I mean, they're trying to take us offline and force complete and utter dependence upon this administration, not trying to go into the Orwellian sector, but showing us that Big Brother has everything under control and there's nothing that we can do about it. In the blink of an eye, in the flip of a switch, snap of a finger, existence as we know it can cease.
0: You know, I'm maybe I'm totally psychotic because I'm tired, et cetera, or just being myself. For some reason, it trips off in my memory that le shrugged uh doomsday machine thing that they set doomsday off. Doomsday machine
5: or the or the train wreck?
0: No, the doomsday machine that they showed that we could destroy half the country if we want to with the switch, you know, the flip of a switch. I don't know why it's reminding me of that, but for some reason it is. It's the uh, conspiracy the but, that
4: I've been uh Uh, tracking,
0: which is
4: really big uh, overseas, is that the, um, and I know this is not Ohio, but it's related, uh, is that the earthquake in Turkey was created by uh, American uh, earthquake creation device or something like that. You mean mean, uh, they were fracking? I, I think, well, it wasn't fracking. It was some sort of, you know, I, 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 it doesn't make any sense scientifically, but it was some sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, electromagnetic uh, device that causes the atmosphere to interfere with the earth. And, you know, it, n- n- no scientific sensibility
6: at all. But, um, you know, the all of these conspiracy theories, you know, have to do...
4: With the fact, I mean, if you look at Ohio, if you look at the pandemic, if you look at the balloons, if you look at the Nord Stream Pipeline, and you can go on and on, what they all have in common is our government is not telling us the truth. And when they do tell us the truth, it's a little bit of the truth. We need the government to tell us as they say. It's it's even more than the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And until they start doing that, then all of these wild conspiracy theories are going to um proliferate online. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I that's the answer. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, why why were those things that you shot down in Lake Huron and Yukon and whatnot, you know? I mean
3: the thing is, I think these aircraft have
4: cameras. Show us the picture. Oh no, we can't show you the picture because then you could see how good our cameras are. It's like, give me a break. They're not
3: this good. Sorry, it's almost they're, redundant. are probably not this good. Theory, though, isn't it? You know,
2: just it's almost
3: us. redundant to talk about conspiracy theories now because um, some of them are, are probably true and some of them are probably ridiculous. But the point is that. Our leadership in the Western world now is so malign and so obviously malign to the interests of ordinary people, even in the things, and perhaps particularly in the things where they think they're doing good. They're, they're so... Um, all of their policies are so damaging to ordinary people that it doesn't really matter if they intend to kill us. The policy will anyway. Right. You well, know? Then they've I mean, got
4: that, uh... that clown, Klaus Schwab, who... You know, whoever controls the new technologies will be masters of the world. I mean have the, uh, obvious Bond villain. And they prop him up as the as the sort of the guru. Um and and they have no self uh you know reflections on what maybe this looks like um to normal people. They just, you know, they say the quiet part out loud and then they wonder why people think the United States created an earthquake in Turkey. Which is ridiculous. I mean it's silly that I mean that the United States yeah.
1: would probably, could create earthquakes with we, electromagnetic. We have, but that's what they believe. We would have aimed somewhere else, I think, besides Turkey, if we could Yeah, be, I mean
4: we'd aim at Russia <laughs> or Syria. Well we did aim at Syria. Uh, but
1: yeah. but today yeah, you know
4: what I mean. It's just silly, no. right? It's silly.
1: Daniel's point dovetails with the other story this week about the airline pilots and how they've been lowering standards for that. And it's just a matter of time before there's somebody completely incompetent behind the wheel of a plane, if you will, piloting the plane and and something really bad is going to happen. You know, this is where they're taking us. Adam, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say, so go. <laughs> ah, welcome to our world. But, but even if you, it, it a even nice neighborhood, Stephen. Even if yeah. you don't believe in a in a conspiracy theory, if you will, this whole thing with Ohio to me, it just it shows their callousness towards the average person, and what they callousness, when, it's it's it, malice, it, 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 incompetence. I mean, if if I want to be kind about it, right there. They're showing that people like Buddha Judge, they, they could talk a good game all night and day, but when something really serious happens, they don't want to deal with it. Okay, you know what I mean. It's just they abdicate on, on the. Response. I think they are dealing with it. They want this to happen. Okay, For that, that's the. That's I, I'm I'm providing sort of the non-cynical point of view that if it's not if it's not purposeful, it, it's it's incompetence and callousness. But anyway. Well, I mean, there is I'm not, this I'm not dismissing, uh, idea. I'm not dismissing that you're, you're you're right about it. I wonder if there's any connection there's between this idea trade going back
4: to the '60s. Of huh? the, there's this idea going back to the '60s, which is the pivot strategy, where you get so many people uh, to sign up for you know government benefits that it it destroys the system, and then you'll have revolution, right? I mean, I I do think that there is there. It, An element of that they really want to create crisis after crisis after crisis because it's the modern cloud pivot strategy. The more crises you have, the more money, the more power, the more influence, etc. So, I mean, I wonder if there's any connection.
5: Sorry, no, go Uh, ahead.
4: I do think I was gonna
5: say, I wonder if there's any connection between these train derailments that happened not just in Ohio, but Texas and South Carolina and that whole threatened rail strike that Biden. Uh, you know, strong arm the unions into accepting their deal, Um, you know, I I don't think the unions are behind it, but I wonder if part of the strong arming was putting incompetent people in place.
4: And Uh, and, uh, the story I I read, you know, on 4chan was that, um, that the they were striking over working conditions they're going to strike over working conditions and Biden put a stop to that. And these type of unsafe working conditions were exactly, uh, the things that they were talking about. And so, um, I, I don't find that particularly, uh, you know, unbelievable. I, I, these companies, um, are always chasing short-term gains and, uh, And the way to do that is to ruthlessly cut costs, especially in a in a economy with high inflation where prices tend to be sticky because you enter into long-term price contracts with people. I'm going to supply you with rail transport for the next two years at this amount per ton. And you know, you write a contract and now inflation's at 10% or more. And you know, you're screwed, so you have to cut costs. And what you do is you say, well, we won't have. Five people on this train will have three, and we. And if a sensor, and the story is some sensor went off uh, on the train, it's like ah, don't worry about it. You can get it to the next station or whatever they they do, and and uh, and that caused the derailment. I mean, that's the rumor. I don't know whether it's true, but it it's a hundred percent believable that in a high in a high inflation environment, when prices
6: are sticky because of contracts, you get this sort of cost-cutting. It's inevitable. And the decision to burn it all up and send it into the air? Well, that's just insane, of course. That's typical. Whose decision is that? That was the EPA's, apparently.
4: As far as I could tell from all the videos I've watched, that was the, uh, might've been the
0: Ohio EPA, but it was the EPA. I mean, I'm just wondering, how high up a chain do you have to run that kind of decision?
5: Well, if you want I, to be serious, I mean, you're a cynic, then they probably have the person in place that doesn't need to have it run up this, the chain. He knows what to do.
0: How bad yeah. can this get? I mean, are we looking at thousands of people dying from this?
2: I think only Tom's going to talk. I think it's just going to, we're going to have to see the fallout. We're going to see a commercial on TV. You know, if you were in the Ohio tri-state area in 2023 and, you know, you may have inhaled X, Y, and Z, you may be entitled to compensation.
0: Right. But that doesn't mean there's any harm. That just means his lawyers billboards up. So, (laughs) which, you know, DeSantis will get to Florida, but DeSantis apparently is going after the billboard lawyers too. One of the things that, w- that hit me when I was in Tampa a bunch of years ago was literally every five feet, there was a billboard for an attorney. So, But but we yeah. can get back to Florida. I'm just wondering, I mean, yes, yeah, supposedly fish are dying, maybe birds are dying. Is this is this a true threat to people's health? How bad is that? And is there any, oh. I know some people saying it's a Republican area, so nobody gives a darn. Is there any truth to that? Would it be different? <laughs> it might be in the drinking supplies?
5: water supply
0: yeah you
4: know the weird thing is like mike dewine who is the republican governor rhino through and through when asked whether he would um whether he would drink the tap water he said well i i'd use bottled water it's like okay <laughs> I yeah, okay but what about like washing your hands or taking a shower or cleaning your plates in the dishwasher or washing your clothes all of which uh Use tap water. Yeah. What are you going to do then if the tap water is poison? And it's not just poison. Like, oh, you drink a bunch of it and you might get sick. It's poison. You get it on your skin and it it, it hurts and it gives you a rash and and it it's very very bad. So, yeah. oh, let's wash all our clothes in this water and then we'll put them on. That I mean, it's just I I. Right. I I their words there are no but,
1: words for this. Yeah, I can't I can't I can't chalk that up to malice on Dewine's part. He, he's coming across as totally incompetent. Yeah. It's too stupid. I mean, compare that to the way they act every time that there's a hurricane on the way. You know what I mean? Like everybody's gotta get out of dodge and they're all worried about everybody. But for some reason, in this case, it's like non they're nonchalant about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we know that people are gonna die. I don't, you know, I was watching Tucker last night, so some of these people, they're still there. I'm like, what, what the hell are they doing there? You know, it's like being a three-mile something. You got to get, get out of there. I'm sorry. You know, you're probably not going to be able to live there. Yeah. I'm guessing we a lot of for people a month can't or
5: afford to go live in a hotel for two weeks or two months or whatever. Well,
1: they have to do something, or what are they going to do? Wait to get sick and die? Well, where's the people not already running do? out
0: there to house everybody? and Or is it just you can't blame it on Trump, so who cares?
1: I'm uh, um, certainly, if it were Trump, you know, they'd be flipping out.
0: I mean, you would think, but is there, is there a FEMA response to this?
1: I have
4: not heard of one huh? and it
0: was not
4: Tuck, Tucker had a you know live reporting last night. So I didn't hear of any, I mean, I assume, I mean, look, everything they say is a lie, right? Why did they shoot down the balloon over, you know, the coast of South Carolina? Well, because obviously everybody was like, "What the hell are you doing?" There's this balloon spying on us. What are you doing? What good are all the dollars we give to the military if you're not going to do anything? So Biden finally said, "All right, get rid of the balloon." Um, and I, I think that that's what's going to happen here. I think there's going to be pressure, um, and it's going to you know Tucker first, and then Republican congressmen. And you know, JD Vance is already talking about it. He's the one recent senator from Ohio. And I think eventually the president will cave and tell whatever clown he has at FEMA to go and do something. Um, that's how it works. Awesome the again. things, the things that people.
3: all these people share are the green agenda. Uh, you know, the planet is dying. We all have to do something urgently. We need net zero. We need to fundamentally change our lives um, to save the planet. So they've all got that green agenda and they've all got this, uh, you know, incredible restrictions were necessary and good and uh, novel vaccines were and experimental vaccines were necessary and good. Um, on, they've got the public health agenda as well. And this is both those things, what's happened in Ohio. It's a public health emergency and it's an ecological disaster. And the same people who are so concerned about these issues, supposedly, on climate change and on COVID, don't seem to give a damn when it's um, a, a real emergency that you can see with your own
2: eyes. And isn't this and a great chance to, to sell off eyes. the
0: rest of those unused blue masks and
3: tell everybody exactly. they help?
2: Exactly. Yeah,
3: yeah I don't well, know. And maybe, Maybe they need to put little arrows all around um, Ohio, telling people where to walk. Yeah, six feet apart or three
0: meters yeah. above, is up there. Yeah, again, where are the greens? Are they yelling? Well, they're watermelons, right? They're in the same room where
5: all the feminists were when Bill Clinton was harassing women.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're watermelons. They have a very thin green exterior. You know the red, reason
0: the reason I'm not so much commenting on Buddha judge is because what Ed Maslish taught me is this is in your face that I can get up there and address everything, but and it it's not even a question anymore
5: It kind of makes me think that they're responsible in some way for it, though, not just that they're happy about it, but that they're responsible or that they think that they're responsible. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, what is their benefit in in trying to shut shut up about it? I mean, I think my guess is that there's some culpability on their part and they're trying to hide that. That's my guess.
3: I think it's like the reactions to Chernobyl, isn't it? It, it, It's uh, obviously at the moment, it seems like a smaller disaster than that, thankfully, but we don't know what the end result will be. But... um, you know the, the the Soviet authorities was so um, used to lying about everything that the, the first reaction is to lie, no matter what's happening, because that's your standard procedure, and yeah. and you've been kind of institutionally trained that that's what you do, in you know, and you say no, this can't possibly happen because it would make us the Soviet Union look bad, so it hasn't happened. And, and that's what happened in the early stages of Chernobyl. Um, and, um, you know, maybe it's just like that, where, where, you know, this would make us look bad. Therefore, it hasn't happened. You know, and we act like that, even though it has.
0: You know, Ed P, you said before, until the government comes out with the truth. But why would we believe anything the government said to be the truth? How would they ever convince us? That something is true, you know. We had a Warren Commission, well, and then I
4: mean, I commission. get the idea that I, I get the idea that there's like all these deep fakes and stuff like that, and that you know they could, you know, fake things. These people aren't that smart. They, all they have to do is produce some evidence, you know. Produce the pilot who intercepted the balloon in over Lake Huron and have him talk to the press. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, he could lie. These pilots, I've met a ton of pilots. They are rock solid. Well, then they know, would never let them talk. That's why they don't let them talk. Right. But that's all they need to do. That's all they need to do or release the if photographs. These planes have sensors. I mean, it's
1: oh. not
4: that hard.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, know yes, all the- you,
4: there are people out there who, who, nothing the government says they will believe even if they say the sky is blue and that it's you know it's not raining today you know but whatever nobody not, will believe but, the, but most people if they just came clean once in a while that it would be fine Yeah,
1: you know, i think Much tucker better. when he was reporting on this last night mentioned that the the rail company had been lobbying not to get new brakes on the trains. so i, I don't know all the yeah, details like that. about that but you know obviously if the rail company is going to get their way. They they're lobbying, and they're stuffing somebody's pockets. So, it can be part of it too.
6: Now, are but we? But that doesn't explain the other-
5: why they threw why they, you know, started you know burn you know f- you know burned the, the the debris, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like in, you know start you know increase the fire well, for these toxic fumes. I mean,
6: mm-hmm.
5: I, I can't I can't see any other reason other than. I mean, it's either gro- gross incompetence or right. malice. Or malice, like you said. And yeah. I think it's malice. It's only one of the two. And, and, and that's why I think they're trying to be silent about it, because there's nothing they can say. All they can do is incriminate themselves worse.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, incompetence hurts their reputation as well, because, again, they, they're the ones that believe in government. Government is the big, mighty power that can control your life, cradle to grave. And yeah, but, fair, but when have they ever been stopped by that? That's been... I'm just...
0: Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but sending judge out to ignore that and talk about racial roads, it's just... <laughs> the level of I, it is just unbelievable.
4: I, I, uh, look, I mean, he's saying there's not enough minorities on construction sites. I, maybe that's true, or maybe that's not true. I, I have no idea. But there's not enough people actually working on construction sites, if you've <laughs> ever seen a construction site. You know, like everybody's standing around, and one guy with a machine. I think, oh, that, excuse me, excuse
0: think, me, there's usually two guys, like I saw today or yesterday, <laughs> with a stop and a slow. And you got two guys <laughs> inside <each> guy <laughs> with the stop and the slow. So,
4: I I, you know, I I think we have, you know, if there's discrimination going on, yeah, okay, fix that. But how about
0: like getting the people who are actually paid to work? And this I is mean, after how about that? Is that hard? Is we that too hard? Trillions for me? on infrastructure. Remember Obama's shovel ready? That's how many years ago, and our infrastructure is totally worthless. And we'll spend another trillion and another trillion. And again, nobody's saying, where are all those trillions? Because I think trains are infrastructure, right? Maybe even more than internet.
6: I know don't don't the rails are
4: <laughs> We We have a subway here in Northern Virginia in the Washington metropolitan area. And everybody supports more money for the subway, you know, not because they're going to use it, but they hope other people are going to use it so so that the roads have less traffic for them, right? That's why people support, uh, you know, Metro Rail or, or something like that. Not because they would ever use it
6: themselves, but because they hope lots of other people do and it frees up the road. The whole
0: thing is a giant scam. I'd actually agree with that part get them all off the roads. That one that one probably wouldn't bother me. Did anybody watch that show on Sunday night?
4: I did. As you can see, oh. I am uh trying to uh think back on uh, uh older better days.
0: Oh my god, I didn't know you're a Philly fan. Anybody else watch that? Well, I I grew yeah. up in I grew up in Philly. Of course oh, I'm a Philly
1: fan. Are you yes, talking about I it? Which, which part are you talking about, the game or, or the uh, halftime show?
0: I mean, we can talk <laughs> about the halftime show. Apparently, it started out with a new national anthem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. How?
5: You know what I really like about the broadcast, as long as you want yep. to bring it up? During the two weeks between the the championship games and the Super Bowl, we heard I heard a lot of talk about this is the first time that two black quarterbacks are going to start. Yeah. The Fox Telecast did not mention that once, mm-hmm. and I was really happy. Oh, to hear it that. did! It did right uh, before in the, the
1: In the pregame, they did. Yeah, they
5: had whole, like, did. There was a whole and segment on it. Maybe I missed that, but yeah. during the game, they
4: didn't mention it once. Yeah. No, because they both they played great, and if except for that fumble on the part of uh, of my guy uh, Jalen,
1: um, uh, both of them played. Yeah. Outstanding games. I mean they were well, tremendously good. That ended up being the big play of the game, quite honestly, not not the call at the end, although
0: I that mean, was There's many reasons I, I don't watch the NFL and I don't watch the Super Bowl and one of the many reasons is the wokeness business of it. But I mean is this Black National Anthem a joke? Are they shoving something down our face? in T comment?
2: You know, I and as a black person, a black American myself, I just, it's disgusting. You know, we live in America, the United States of America. We have a national anthem. You let one, now we have a black national anthem. What are we going to have a transnational anthem next? I mean, that's, that's a good idea. Let's stop. work
0: on it.
1: Yeah. I'm sure they're
0: working yeah, no. on
2: that already. <laughs> let's, let's not, but where oh, does probably it the, end?
1: the village people.
4: people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it
2: plays, it What's plays that? into the white we nationalists to, bring to back say, TWA. if you have
4: a different, if you have different nations, then let's have different uh, uh, national anthems. Then we have different nations. Let's have different nations. Let's have a white nation, a black nation. Okay. It we plays have to bring right back, into
0: the white nationalist. We have to bring back TWA, guys. What does TWA stand for? TWA. TWA. Trans World Airlines. Come on. Yeah.
4: Yes, I've uh-huh. flown on
0: it many uh-huh. times. It's, 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 it's the natural, uh, <laughs> the rainbow airline. They'll just repaint the planes. You go ahead,
2: T. I mean, is anybody saying <laughs> this thing outside of the Super Bowl? Does anybody you even think what? of such a thing? I learned it back when I was in fifth grade. And that was the last time I heard it. But let me let me explain. I had a Black Panther for a history teacher. That's why we learned it. But other than that, I mean, no, it's divisive. They're they're catering to this wokeness when all they're doing is dividing the country more. What was wrong with just the national anthem in America the beautiful? How about if you want to sing the Black national anthem? I don't even understand what, what that is. If someone could break down the terminology of that, that'd be most helpful. But have your own league your own black national whatever league and sing your own black national anthem there same thing with the trans have your own trans athletic events sing your trans athletic national anthem whatever that may be do you see how just it it convoluted we're gonna have a dog national anthem next where does it stop and as a black american myself i'm Frankly, quite offended, especially when I have people like my husband and my great grandfather, my grandfather, who served this country for that national anthem. You know, you're trying to, and that's part of the liberal agenda. They're trying so hard to cater to these these groups, when what they're doing is actually racist.
5: Was You think they're no trying to cater to those groups? I don't think they're catering at all. I think they're just using those groups to to try Exploiting. and destroy.
2: Yeah,
1: divide, divide and conquer. The same playbook. Before. Oh, wait a
0: minute. I got I to gotta promote Allah's latest book. What was it called? He just published book number seven, and that was the uh, the point of the book. Give me one second. Was this anthem written by a black or a white? Do we know?
2: I believe it was a hymn written way back when. Um, let me see if I can pull up the, the a hymn history. is in
0: H-Y-M-N, not H-I-M, because we don't want to peg him as a Mail right it, it, it was written
4: by james weldon johnson an african-american who uh was born in 1871 and died in 1938 he was an activist and uh he was part of what's called the harlem
6: renaissance um, you know where uh, a lot of a lot of modern culture
4: sort of um began in uh, especially music in the, in the Harlem
7: Renaissance in the,
6: so who in was the, the first person that
0: called this the black national anthem
6: um who was the first person i mean we had the NAACP in
4: 19 the in 1919 the NAACP dubbed uh, lift every voice and sing the Negro National Anthem for its power in voicing a cry for liberation and affirmation for African-American people. Uh, uh, Johnson would be appointed to serve as the NAACP's first executive secretary the following year. It has similarly been referred to as the Black National Anthem. So 1919. Yeah, I didn't
0: years know ago. more about it than I do. Guys, I, well, I didn't know off. anything about it until I saw the Wikipedia. Oh, I, I lost this. <laughs> This was the uh, book that Alu just published, um, and it's on on this theme. So I guess I should put it up there in deference to our fearless leader. And yes, it is about dividing and controlling us. I did not know there was a separate nation within the United States.
6: Well, you know, it's funny because um, the uh, Indian tribes have been treated
4: as separate nations. in law, um, you know, all throughout the Indian Wars and, and, and after their ending. And um, all I can say to my fellow African American fellow citizens is uh, you do not want to be treated like a separate nation because the Indians really got screwed. You think African Americans got screwed, the Indians yeah. got really screwed. So I think the idea of uh, a separate nation. Um, Is a bad,
1: bad idea. But
0: that's not really everybody,
1: right? That's not really what they're after. It's
0: it's, well. Doesn't a national anthem like represent a nation? Isn't that the word? That's what it means to me. You know, it's not black liberation anthem; it's black national anthem. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't want there to be a national Jewish anthem. You want a national Italian anthem? First of all, we Uh, maybe, maybe. These these games, well, at least the Italians <laughs> sing well, and I guess Blacks sing well. But you know, these <laughs> games go on way too long anyway. Can you imagine if we had like seven, eight national anthems going on?
2: We're headed there. We're we're absolutely headed there. I mean, isn't
5: that the kind of uh, you know Tower of Babylon situation? Uh, Tower Tower of Babel situation that they're trying to create. I mean, seems like it to me.
0: Mm-hmm. But the NFL will just pander, pander, pander. And what's interesting is they had a third highest audience in history. And I had thought the NFL audience was going down because of the wokeness. But apparently this broke the trend.
4: Oh, it, it did go down because of the wokeness. And they mostly cut it out. Mostly. But they couldn't
0: help themselves. And this is even uh, with this. the racist team playing. I mean, wasn't there a team playing that was openly mocking American Indians?
7: Yeah.
4: Well, I I, again, people are interested in the football game and, um, you know, there, some people are interested in the commercials. I tended to think the commercials were mostly awful. I agree.
7: Um,
0: unfortunately, I have a work phone call to take, so I'm going to leave you here and, uh, see you guys next week. See you next week. Thanks. Is the, right, of the big stories from the Super Bowl the, uh, gentleman who committed that horrible penalty and then came out and said, I did it. Is that, should that be a bigger story?
1: You mean the the controversial play at the end?
0: I mean, sportsmanship that somebody said, you know what? I did it. And that's sportsmanship that we don't see much. I mean, I don't have a problem with what he said. I mean, I know. I think it's a positive story. I think when when we used to grow up in sports back in the old days before you guys were born, those were the kind of heroic stories that somebody would say, no, I made the mistake it's okay rather than blaming everything on everybody else or LeBron James fallen all over the place. And I, I think in a sense, that should be the played up story
1: here. Why did, was it, was he really being jumped on that much? Cause I didn't really catch that. Well,
0: everybody said from what I read that the game was thrown by the referees and they shouldn't have made the call. It's the well, inter-
1: Super Bowl, blah, blah, I mean, blah. And- you know what? It's just, it was so cynical about politics. And there's a lot of cynicism about sports and, and the, and well, the, the referees are horrible. Yeah. But well, the point is he came pe- out people that believe the refs are in the tank for the league. I won the league once.
0: I mean I don't I don't disbelieve it, but he came out and said, I did it. I just <laughs> think that's an act of sportsmanship. Do we even use that word anymore? Uh, there used to be honor I in sports. Think so I mean that was almost like one I, of the I, points I, of sports was to teach honor and sportsmanship and fair right? play. You know, if you didn't touch the base on your way around third base, you would well, say, "I didn't touch the base." That was something to be looked up to.
1: Listen, we have instant replay, and players, you know, still try to get away with stuff. It's like, oh, you know, go to the videotape. Uh oh, no, you, you were, you weren't hit by the pitch. Sorry, you know, <laughs> you can't take first base. But mm-hmm. so, I guess I'm
0: wondering if I can know. have that guy visit my kid's school versus half of, I hate to say it, as a Baltimorean, but half the Ravens team being let out of jail for the day to visit my kid's school. I'd rather this guy.
1: Yeah, there's a lot worse things in sports. Why? Just because he took responsibility for one call? Because uh, he took responsibility
0: you know for the biggest call of the year, and nobody does anymore. Everybody's on the other side of it. And I just think
1: sportsmanship used to be an important I don't know. Thing. I mean, I think if you, know, you follow sports all the time, people stand up and take responsibility for their play and things like that. This was just a unique case because a lot of people felt that, It shouldn't have been called and it it had a direct uh, um, impact on the outcome of the game. You know, because we have
5: no shortage of cynicism on the show, I mean, you could make you could make the (laughs) the case that the NFL got to him and said, you know, and told the Philadelphia Eagles as a team,
1: don't complain about that call. I I think the more interesting story of the week, and I had to go back and watch it, was DeMar Hamlin being interviewed by – uh, the ex-giant player, uh, who, who used to be on the morning show, <laughs> I can't remember his name. But he was a, he was asked a, a question about why, what the doctors told him, and why his heart stopped, and he wouldn't discuss it. And now you want to talk about conspiracy theories or why won't he say anything? Was he told by the league not to say anything about the vaccine? That it might have been had, had something with, to do with the vaccine, or that he, he just, you know, for the sake remember of that, all, the, all the other players in the league, doesn't want to say anything. I mean, who knows? But remember it, the it,
5: movie Trading Places when uh, sure. I guess Dan Aykroyd is, is is choking Eddie Murphy and says, It was the Dukes? I'm thinking it was the Vax. Yeah.
0: Guys, as, uh, as host of the show, I want to apologize to Daniel. We're talking about football, he's waiting for us to talk about penalty kicks
3: and (laughs) and and what are we
0: talking about
3: yeah actual football actually um yeah in european soccer
5: daniel sorry they do penalty kicks in european soccer i thought they just do ties
3: (laughs) no we get penalty kicks in competition matches sometimes oh Um, yeah yeah but uh um no, it it, it uh, it's a weird thing that it, it seems really odd to me when um, English people are interested in the Super Bowl. It, it's it's uh, it's it's like seems like a national betrayal when they are.
0: Wow. Well, that's how I feel about soccer, to be honest.
3: <laughs> but, but don't, um, no, I, I, had a, I had a slight interest. I, I had a slight interest in the halftime stuff. Yeah. Just to kind of see, you know. Whether it would top um, some of the award ceremonies for kind of ridiculousness, um, but yeah, they, they they don't seem to be trying to make friends at halftime, do they?
2: Uh, did you did you watch the halftime show, T? I did not. I listened from upstairs. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm not into it the way that they have been doing it the last couple of years. I mean, I thought it was super cool that that was her pregnancy announcement. I mean, like she hit a whole nother level of pregnancy announcements now that everyone's going to try to surpass and beat at this point. But it's just, it's not my thing. It's it's just, it's not my thing. Well, I think it's painful so- to watch. Mike, you watched it? Uh, yes, I did.
1: What so- were your thoughts? I thought it was boring. I, I I thought the whole routine, the whole show was just lackluster. Um, the dancers all look like a bunch of Oompa Loompas running around in these bizarre white outfits. Um, it, you know, it, it seemed really strange. You know, I thought maybe, too, they looked like the the scene in uh, E.T. when uh, they all descend on Elliot's house and they're all in the white suits that kind of look like that. <laughs> um, at one point, I thought she was pointing at her crotch, Rihanna. And I guess maybe that was because she had the baby bump. So I, I mean, to to her credit, I mean, she was doing all this while she's pregnant. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I like some of Rihanna's music. I mean, she's uh, you know she's got some good pop songs. I just didn't think it was it, it was one of the better Super Bowl halftimes. But there were no wardrobe malfunctions either. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, we're heading in a good direction then. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean,
3: they're getting they late. It could get worse. You could have Sam Smith next
1: year. So, I don't know. We got to get Jimmy Page and Robert Plant to reunite John Paul Jones, and then maybe we'll be talking about something. But uh, I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, just uh, it wasn't a great halftime show. Michael Strahan, by the way, was the one who did the interview, the former Giant Crate.
2: Yeah, they've gotten lazy over the years. You know, I watched the one last year, and I love 90s rap from the West Coast. And it just, is lazy. It is so lazy. You know, this is probably the biggest audience these artists are going to have. And it just, I don't see the effort. I don't see, this is not the Prince halftime. You know, like it dazzled you. You know, they're just, they're not putting in yeah. any effort, but that's artists nowadays.
1: And they have all the time you know, in the I, world, right? I mean, to get ready for that.
5: But it's, it's part of the sign of the times, I think. I, Tiana, you're, you're exactly right. When Prince was doing it, it wasn't sexualized. And it almost seemed like the reason why Rihanna, I mean, the reason why you thought it was boring is because on the one hand, you could sort of see that they wanted to be sexual and sexualized, but that there was some like instruction that you have to be sort of muted and boring. So they sort of just weren't allowed to be themselves. The creative fire to me wasn't there, but... I mean, there were aspects of it that were good. I mean, it wasn't an awful show. It was, in fact, I think it was one of the better ones they've had recently, but that's a pretty low bar.
6: Yeah. Um, anybody have any
0: comments they want to make on Nikki Haley? <laughs>
2: Bless our heart. A family
0: show, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. And what do you mean by that? What <laughs> I'm not sure there's much to say. I mean, you know, no, I'm I'm
0: wondering, you know, does it matter? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad
1: thing? I mean, I, I you don't, know you, I shared so that with point the point. South the South Carolina poll uh with you guys that showed Trump um in the thirties and DeSantis at around twenty two and Nikki Haley not far behind. So she's Has some degree of support in her own state i don't anticipate that it it will go much further than that (laughs) um so i don't know it's hard to say what she's after i mean what are you angling for Vice president the beep beep, and that's it i don't know she didn't get
6: the job
5: done she didn't get the job done in south carolina she she was the one who sort of ushered in this take down the monuments craze by by not standing up to the elements in, in 2001. Yep. She had a Republican legislature during her entire term in office, did absolutely nothing to advance a conservative agenda. She's made some. She made some pretty good speeches at times when she was UN ambassador under Trump. Uh, but she also said, if Trump runs, she wouldn't run. And now she's running again. She say, it seems like the typical politician to me yep. and the typical fake Republican who knows how to say all the sort of Soothing, you know, speak in soothing, dolcetic tones, but won't deliver on anything. She is a zero in my view.
2: She is she's a fence sitter, in in my opinion, because after I mean, she she cooed and cooed and cooed about President Trump. And then once she was out of politics, she took that break. She went on speaking tours where she specifically talked about liberal ideology the diverse we need more diversity and and, and include that kind of she picks and chooses what she's going to say based on the audience that she's speaking to and Mm -hmm. I do think she will not make it through the primary I think all of the ones so far that I have on my list that I think are going to run are going to completely obliterate her mind you Tim Scott has not officially announced I do think that once he does he is going to surpass Nikki
5: isn't it really a two-man race? I mean, there's nobody who can win other than Trump or, or DeSantis, as far as I can tell. It's a two-man race and all these other people. You have to be blind, deaf, dumb, and blind to not see that. So this, anyone else who declares is not doing it for the, because they think they can win. They're doing it for some ulterior purpose, whether it's to become vice president or to be a, a thorn in somebody's side or to be a, a stalking horse for one of the two that the, the, you know, whoever you prefer between Trump and DeSantis, uh, to me, it's a two man race. I mean, that's how I see it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not really serious. I mean, that's what I tend to think without thinking about it too much. And yes, right. she was a disappointment. She seemed to have been going in a good trajectory and then sort of undercut herself. I think that's what people
1: think. Yeah. Well, um, Speaking of governors, we have to talk a little bit about DeSantis, who continues to have his finger on the pulse. And this past week, he went after the ESGBS down in Florida, and basically, um, I believe they passed legislation there banning it. That you people if, cannot be targeted for their political beliefs by their financial institutions. And I mean, there's there's not much more to say. I mean, he 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 complete he continues to just hit hit it right on the head every. Every time, every week, there's something else. You know, recently mm-hmm. it was, it was the, uh, the the universities where he, he got rid of the, the, the whole board of the one school. Yeah, and he the, changed uh,
0: Disney status. Now he's he, doing this he, with the legislature, which is really nice. They seem to be yeah. working in tandem, issue by issue. Um, I'm kind of going to be interested in the, you know, obviously I'm a states kind of guy, you know, make America states again, et cetera, et cetera. When the states go against the banks, which I believe are federally chartered, um, and under less. Some are federal, some are state. Right. But he's going against the whole system. And will that affect the banks in other states? Like, how will this whole thing play out? And if ESG is banned in Florida, that means a bank that has any office in Florida, like, what does that even mean?
5: Say that again.
3: Who does it means you have it any control over it The the banks banks still operate, won't they? They'd just be prevented from um, financial decision-making. Which banks are under
5: Florida's
0: jurisdiction?
5: I think all of them are, because even if you're federally chartered, that doesn't mean you can operate with, with impunity to the law of Florida when you're
0: in Florida. Is that in Florida meaning you have a physical branch in Florida? Or how about if I bank with Chase and they don't have a physical branch in Florida, but I do my banking over the internet, who does he have jurisdiction over? And I don't know that that's a settled question.
5: It might not be a settled question, but I would think that where you live would have to be a a local branch, something with a brick and mortar presence in Florida.
0: Right. Because I don't know that he can touch one that doesn't. And we know nowadays, a lot of people don't care about water branches at all.
5: I mean, as a lawyer, I can tell you that if if some out of state bank were advertising, were directing its advertising into Florida and saying, you know, send your money to us here in Georgia or Alabama or Washington for that matter, um, if you're directing your your advertisements to Florida customers, I would say that there, there's an argument for jurisdiction in that situation.
0: But it would be an argument. Correct. It could be a lot of fun, so to speak. Huh. So, I um, just Because it's curious, you know, the big, big banks and the big, big money, how are they going to react to this? Do they just ignore it? I mean, Florida's what, the second or third biggest state, I believe? Lots and lots of money. Are they going to cave? Are they going to fight it in the courts? They're not going to just walk away from Florida, I don't think. Florida's awful big. So it's just going to be interesting. Well, the yeah, way I- it would work
5: The way it would work is that he would start a a regulatory or a criminal prosecution, and he would either get a judgment or, I mean, you know, at some point somebody is going to object to the, you know, they would either object to jurisdiction or, I mean, I guess you're not going to have a a criminal trial without the the defendant being present. But um, a civil trial, they would potentially enter a default judgment, and then the state would go and try and collect on it.
0: Which you would have to do in a federal court, right, by definition? No.
5: If you violate Florida law and the Florida regulators come after you, they can sue you in a state court. You can raise federal defenses in a state court.
0: In what sense? I always thought a state, I guess I'm wrong, one state court has zero jurisdiction over anybody in any other state. Like. Uh, can a guy in North Dakota subpoena somebody from South Carolina and not be just flip the bird?
7: Can
5: he subpoena him or sue him?
0: A judge. Can a judge say you have to appear in my courtroom when you don't appear, when you don't live in my state. My understanding was they have zero jurisdiction.
5: Well, I mean, there, there's an interstate compact where you can, you can subpoena people in other States. Um, it used to be a little more uh, nebulous as, as to how to do it. But, um, but the, bi- the bigger question is, what is suing someone in a different state? And that's something in, in law that's called long arm jurisdiction, where the long arm of the law pulls you back into the state. You know, for instance, if I'm driving in New York where you live and I and I run somebody down or have an accident and I say, oh, you know what, I'm going to get out of this state before they can sue me. Well, you ca- I can't I can't say, well, I'm in North Carolina right now, so you can't serve me. If I committed a tortious act in New York, you can serve me through what's called long-arm jurisdiction. And even though I'm here in North Carolina, you can make me answer in a New York court. And if I don't answer, you can get a default judgment against me, and that judgment will be upheld.
0: How do they uphold the judgment?
5: Well, they get a judgment, and then they find my assets. And they try and levy on my assets. And, I and a New
0: York judge can't get your assets. He has to go through okay, York judge.
5: What will happen is if all my assets are in North Carolina, you you know, whoever I've run down, sues, gets the default judgment, brings the default judgment to North Carolina, does something called domesticating it, which means getting. Right. He has
0: to get it in North Carolina.
5: He, gets the full, he uses the full faith and credit clause of the federal constitution to, to get his New York judgment made into a New, North Carolina judgment. And then once he gets his North Carolina judgment, he levies on my property.
0: But it'll be worse with the banks, because if I'm a guy in Florida banking with a bank that has no brick and mortar in Florida, I don't know what they could possibly do to a bank out of state. If I voluntarily want to invest my money with them, I'd even argue it's none of their business.
5: Um, well, it depends on if they're committing if they're committing criminal acts from out of state, if they're supposed the suppose the advertisements they send in are, uh, you know, if you if you want to bank with somebody that won't lend to black people bank with us, Florida would be able to say you can't target our citizens with that advertisement, and we're going to come after you. And I'm sure that that would be upheld.
0: For the advertising, but first of all, I don't know how much advertising on the internet is targeted. And if I call you up and say, I want to invest in you, and you're out of state, I don't know. I thought that's but, all. But I mean, they
5: to- could go after him for regulatory fines. I mean, it's. A, I don't know what the, what the fact pattern is going to be. But I mean, it's not just, oh, you know, we're suing you over the advertising, maybe you, you violated a banking regulation. And we're going to sue, you know, they're going to sue for violating the banking regulation.
0: Because the banks, I, they're not going to roll over. They're going to fight this, I would assume.
5: I would think so, too.
0: I mean, they, they're quite powerful. So, I mean, I'm really glad he's doing it. But I think it'll be mm-hmm. interesting well, to see how it plays out. Now, how about if Texas yeah. would join him on this, you know, another really big state, then it would be something I think even much bigger.
5: How about if Republican governors in general could get together and start creating a cohesive opposition to this tyranny that's surrounding us?
0: What happened I mean, to your real cynicism? Question. You ran out of your cynicism or something? I well, was hoping uh, for one governor somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Republican governors like Sununu. I mean, yeah. Or like DeWine or like, who else do we got there?
5: Sununu is too busy running for president.
0: Yeah. Aren't they all? <laughs> but- okay what didn't we get to today daniel from uk what didn't we get to um, that well we the, it's to?
3: A, a us story you put in your notes which i think is a very important one um a covid one again which is uh um uh you know cdc recommending that um the covid uh vaccines be um on the, the
6: schedule
3: yeah on the scheduled list for for children uh, which is utterly disgraceful given the um, adverse reactions and the um, complete lack of necessity of providing this this medication to children um, you know this is this goes down to, to kids as young as six months old um, there's there's no benefit to them of taking this medication um, and there's potential serious harms of them taking this medication. Um, you know, the, the, it is utterly insane that the CDC are, are, are doing this and have put the, put it on their list. Um, again,
0: my understanding is some states automatically follow this and some states, I believe, don't. Does anybody know how that works? Like, what's it in North Carolina?
5: I don't know, but our resident member of the Board of Education would probably have a better answer than me.
2: I believe, as it stands right now, it's still standing as a recommendation, not a requirement.
6: Don't
2: With, quote me.
0: Okay, w- within the state.
2: Within the state.
0: Okay, and Jersey, you have any idea, Mike, what this is going to do?
3: Not sure. Not sure. So it's criminal, though, isn't it? It's utterly criminal, given what we know about the the lack of um, efficacy of these um, vaccines on children, the lack of necessity and the potential harms that have been revealed so far. Um, it, it, it's utterly criminal to do this, to put this on a recommended list, that some states and some schools will mandate or try to mandate. Um, it, it's incredible. And at the same time they they, um, they announced that they wouldn't change their recommendations and policies en masse, despite the um, information that's come out from the Cochrane Library. Um, and you know it's now scientifically proven that the masks have no beneficial effect on or, on uh, um, transmission rates. So
0: you know, they don't State, do what
3: they are there to do. New York State is no longer mandating
0: masks in medical settings. I believe they're leaving it up to each setting, and I don't know if that includes New York City or not. So when I went to the doctor last week in New York City, it was still mandated. Now, I don't know if they're going to go with the state or not. But you're you're 100% right. It should be criminal. And I think this goes back to what we said about the derailments and everything else. A, they're out of touch, and B, they don't care. And if they kill their own constituents, nobody gives a hoot. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous. Now, I learned something yesterday that I'm embarrassed to say that I did not know as a parent and grandparent. I did not know that in America, there are mandated genetic tests on babies. Did everybody know this? I didn't know that. Oh, good. I don't feel as bad. Well, we looked it up in the car. And apparently in every state, if you don't have a religious exemption, I'm not clear how you get it. Um, you, They are mandated in the hospitals to take blood from your child. And they screen for, I don't know, 100, 200 different genetic diseases. And if I'm not mistaken, they report it. Um, so maybe we can Google this and talk about it more next week. I was shocked. And the only reason I encountered it is because our fearless leader had a baby at home. And because he had a baby at home, he had to bring someone in later to do this testing. Whereas if you have a baby in the hospital, I'm not even sure you'd know what's happening. So basically they forced him to do it at home? I believe so. That is my understanding. Um, we could look into it further. That you have to do this, and I think there's different reporting requirements. But apparently, the states keep lists of this. So if the, again, if nobody knows about it, that makes it even worse. And the idea that a state can force you to take a genetic test on not a fetus on a fetus, I guess maybe they could say there's something you could do. What could you do if they found something?
5: What do you mean? What could you do? I mean. It- they're screening for, so that if you have a disease, they can institute some sort of treatment regimen, whether it's medications or whatever. But that's whatever. the state,
0: and they're not screening for diseases. They're screening for genetic predispositions to diseases. So then what? So now the state knows that your child has a 30% chance of getting a certain disease. Then what?
3: Also, so I, do they share that with insurers?
0: I don't know. I have to look into this more. I was pretty shocked by it. I figured, gee, everybody else must have known about it. So I'm just going to Google mandated genetic screening. Mike, you're the Googler.
3: (laughs) Did you see the um, Epoch Times story about um, tracking of the unvaccinated?
0: Yeah, I did see such a story. Yep.
3: I missed it. Go and tell us. Um, Well, uh, apparently everybody's medical records in the US, according to the Epoch Times, has had a code appended to it, um, stating whether that person is fully vaccinated, uh, whether they've missed COVID vaccinations, uh, and whether they're unvaccinated. You've got a different code for each one. Um, And that's been appended to everybody's medical records. So effectively, they're tracking who hasn't
6: had the vaccines. We're governed by criminals. I think our fearless leader would agree
5: with that one.
0: Yeah, I think he would. It's it's Yeah, it's pretty serious stuff. I'm, sa- I'm sending you this stuff on the genetic screening. Again, you know, we're all up in arms that they force vaccinations, but there may be things they force on us we don't even know they're forcing on us. And it is interesting. I mean, I guess there's going to be more and more COVID hearings in Congress. But yeah, I agree with you totally, Daniel. It's criminal. They're forcing you to do something to your child that's going to hurt your child. Now, I don't know what is it if you don't do it, it's beyond that you're just not let in schools, right? It's going to be, is there anything worse than that? If you don't follow this, that almost sounds seat. like a reward. I, thank you. <laughs> Um, If you don't follow their their guidelines or mandates, is it merely school exclusion or are there any other things? I mean, could you take the kids away?
2: Take care, um, exclusions and including school exclusions, um, some sports, athletics. Mm -hmm. I mean, the formative years of a child's life and the things that they typically engage in, they will be excluded from based on them not having that shot.
0: Well, I can't imagine that would in any way stigmatize a child and hurt them. So, wow. Talk about dividing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, several what, of the people what here... What if the child trans.
6: goes trans? Good question, huh?
0: Well, you mean if he identifies... Do him
6: for not having the, the, the testing,
5: or do they worship him because of the transitioning well
0: if you I the the problem was and people said it jokingly if you identify as having been vaccinated what are they going to do with it so as silly Mm -hmm. as it sounds
6: they're going to call you bs they're not going to buy it
3: (laughs) but it's it's a, a medical route to a social credit system again isn't it it's that that's what it's for effectively We've got this code system that we can apply to everyone. And then if they don't comply with things we want, as, as in, you know, a vaccine, today it's a vaccine, tomorrow it will be, you know, your carbon footprint. Um,
0: but a vaccine is a very later. big deal, Daniel. It It is a very big deal. Yeah. Because nobody knows what it's physically going to do to your child. And more oh, and more absolutely. coming out about the absolutely. myocarditis.
3: So but you, the... They don't really care about that aspect of it. And they don't care about health whatsoever.
0: No, but the parents, the parents should, they've risen up against other things. And, you know, will parents rebel against this?
3: Uh, I'd like to think they would. I'm not sure they will.
2: At the rate that we've seen parents willfully masking their children. I don't hold much hope.
0: Yeah. Isn't that sad? And, And again, three years ago, we probably would never have thought people would mask their children. So
1: all right, Mike, what didn't you get to talk about? Oh no, I didn't have any particular other story. We covered a lot of the good topics and I wanted to mention santa So Okay. Pass the pass the baton on this. T
2: uh that animals are ditching urban areas for neighborhoods. Um this is thanks thanks to Gina. Um a, apparently systemic racism alters wildlife genetic diversity um, so much so that they found generally consistent patterns of reduced genetic diversity and decreased connectivity in neighborhoods with fewer white residents so apparently yogi bear and boo-boo don't like to live in black neighborhoods
0: can I can I back you up for one second? <laughs> What are you saying that the animals are not living in Black neighborhoods? There
2: is, there is systemic racism in biodiversity, and mm. that wildlife creatures are not wanting to live in urban, air quote, Black neighborhoods. They're they play, to live.
0: How did Trump control that?
2: I don't know what Trump has anything to do with it. I just know the bears and the squirrels and the possums don't want to live in black neighborhoods, or so they are saying, um, in the in, the environmentalists. Wow, so it's basically made...
3: animals are racist, is what they're saying. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. animals are racist. That's the bottom yeah. line. Yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, know,
3: does that get
1: humans awesome. off the hook, or what? What's what's the saying when uh, art becomes reality, or something like that? I, I you know, I, I was watching. I've been binging on Curb Your Enthusiasm and there's actually a recent episode I saw where he has a dog and the dog only barks at the black at black people they're saying the dog is racist and I'm sitting here saying oh my god Jesus, this is where we're at it's like we were a comedy something that's like a total joke oh my god but again you know if
0: you go to college and you take race studies and women's studies and trans studies you're going to believe this stuff
2: yeah and and they are all because i I Um, teach in higher ed and and the stuff that you see it just they do believe it with with all their hearts they believe it and as soon as you try to get them to think critically or you you poke holes in their argument it becomes an emotional uh train wreck it just becomes it's emotional and it's like just think think about what you're saying that possum is so racist towards you they're going to go all the way across the state to a white neighborhood it doesn't make sense
0: so can can ask you a question since you're an expert in this subject does this apply to teddy bears as well
2: you know teddy bears are inanimate inanimate objects but you know give it about another year and a half and it will probably include them. Because in the they necklace. were giving
0: teddy bears in the safe rooms. But now we have to be careful because if the teddy bear is racist.
5: Well, you know, I'm thinking if if right now it's the animals are racist, but I've never heard of a trans animal. So how long before they're transphobic?
0: Or they can tell who you really are, whatever that means. Wow. What do they say? The distance between conspiracy and reality is three weeks. Yeah. No, this is the same with uh yeah, Orwell's rolling over in his grave thinking, God, if I would have written that, they would have lapped me off this, the shelves.
3: But the, the thing, there's a there's an internal reason why you know if you've got thousands of people who are employed in this race grift, which you have now, um, they've got to keep finding new things to be angry about and offended by. And so you get to the point where everything is racist. Every single thing has to be racist because that's the only thing that justifies their continued existence and their continued Mm -hmm.
1: salary. It's the same thing with the environmental movement. Yeah. Constantly have to find things to gripe about, right? And to make life miserable for everybody else. Yeah, I mean, if anybody
0: got along, all these organizations would fall apart, obviously. So... Mm -hmm.
2: And, there's probably, also
3: a, and there's, you know, there's probably articles already saying that the earthquake in Turkey was white supremacism or that the earthquake in Turkey was um, climate change was climate change. Of course, yeah.
0: climate. I mean, I remember like there was this guy once upon a time, Martin Luther King, who dreamed of a day when there could be a podcast with a Jew and a white and a black and, <laughs> and, even, and even a Brit yeah <laughs> and, and everybody's cool with that and now that the world
1: pretty yeah. much
3: rolls like that
1: we right. can't allow well, that to happen no it's like
0: um, to...
3: I, I haven't even tried to conquer the rest of you yet either so i mean <laughs> well that's
0: you learned your lesson a long time
3: ago <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah we're not we're not going there ed last words
5: we covered pretty much everything. I'll just briefly touch on one story that we talked about pre-show that I think is worth at least mentioning, and that's the Project Veritas story. Uh Project Veritas is at its apex. It's got its biggest scoop ever in its Pfizer scoop that it's been uh disseminating over the last couple of weeks. And there's now turmoil at the organization. Maybe James O'Keefe is just on paid leave. Maybe they're being Pushing him out, we really don't know. Um, but I just want to, you know, pay homage to both Project Veritas and to James O'Keefe. Uh, James has created an organization that's doing unbelievably good work, unbelievably important work. Um, I hope that the two of them can find a way to reconcile. And if they don't, I hope that they can mutually separate and create competing organizations that. Uh, perform similar functions and go after the same kinds of stories and expose corruption at our, at, at the highest level, uh, because that corruption needs to be exposed. So, uh, I just wanted to make sure we talked about that at least briefly.
0: I know some people are asking if he splits off, who's going with him and who's staying. I mean, to, to me, to separate him from Veritas, it just doesn't compute. You know, was like Breitbart without Breitbart.
5: Yeah. Breitbart without Breitbart. Uh, my pillow without Mike Lindell.
0: I was about to say drudge, but look what happened to that. So I didn't go there. Yeah. But, you know, no, you got on the other side of the world and, and then what? So who knows what could happen? Liberty block will always remain liberty block. That is our promise to you.
5: Unless it becomes conservatarian exchange.
0: <laughs> Amen. Okay. Amen and a women. Hey, a- women, there you go. With that, we wish everyone a wonderful evening. Thank you very much for being here with us today. Thank you to my co-hosts. And we will be back next week, Wednesday, regular time, hopefully. Please send feedback to the Conservatarian Exchange at libertyblock.com.